yourself a glass of mulled cider and celebrate a small victory for freedom and justice in Britain. This is Fiorella de Maria bringing you the early show all the way from a sunny and brisk England. Should I say anything on the programme that strikes a chord, interests you or heaven help me causes you to choke on your alpine muesli, please let me know. As always, our call-in telephone number is 844-527-8723. That's 844-527-8723. And the Crusader Stadium chat room is open for your commentary as well at crusadechannel.com forward slash chats. I have someone to share a glass of mulled cider with this morning. I have on the show with me the wonderful Sarah Taylor. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning, Fiorella. Uh, Here in Cambridge, we're celebrating the feast of saint michael the archangel because he's the the patron of the the black the the dominican community here i didn't know what else we're celebrating but i'm i'm keen to celebrate with you raise a glass <laughs> is the feast of saint michael a solemnity can we eat meat oh that's such a good question i was thinking i bet they're going to have a big party because he's you know the patron of the priory um I don't be. know. <laughs> I mean, say Michael, nice? he's kind of important, isn't he? Quite yeah. important, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. I'm not that desperate for meat, really, honestly. Um, bacon sandwich. <laughs> yeah. A bacon sandwich would be just perfect. Well, it is, in fact, apparently National Coffee Day. And tomorrow is Mold Cider Day. And I must say, much as my life depends on coffee... I do love a good glass of mulled cider. Being a West Country girl, (laughs) cider was very much the drink. And by the way, by cider, I don't mean the poncy glorified apple juice that you people drink in the States. I mean proper, very alcoholic fermented apples, you know, the sort of stuff. It is deceptively alcoholic. Yeah. It's it tastes, strong. It tastes sweet. Yeah, it, it tastes sweet. Yeah. So you think, oh, that's all right. It's pretty potent, particularly the stuff that's brewed in the West Country. Yeah. Um, but mulled cider with a little bit of spice is really, mm. really nice. Really nice way. Now that autumn is upon us, it's a nice way to celebrate. Um, before I go any further with the show today, um, just a few housekeeping details on monday and tuesday the wonderful joe clovis will be filling in for me as i will be away at a skating competition Uh, as you all know the only reason i ever travel anywhere these days is to accompany a child or two to an ice rink somewhere so i will be gone up to the dark satanic mills of the north Uh, for two days i was going to be away on wednesday as well because i had a hospital appointment but there's a doctor's strike so i have no doctor's appointment um i shall go for my rheumatology mot some other time in about five years time or something probably so i will be back on wednesday i'll only be away monday and tuesday next week but please do give joe a very warm welcome Sarah, I'm just thinking before I move on to the very exciting news for us to discuss today, thinking about British manners. We quite often start the show by talking about this. My children have pointed out to me, and I never, ever noticed this before, that I start every sentence with the word right. Oh, that's so funny. But children are such like, in, they have such intense 
antennae for picking up on everything don't they <laughs> well see i i discovered on my favorite website typical british british problems that it is a very british thing to be unable to stand and leave without first saying right that's really funny fiorella i wonder whether i do it but i i don't think i do but well you see, I'm, 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 I, I, that you just yes. don't notice we well, see, I thought, because when when they said this to me, I thought, maybe it's just me. And then I saw this on the website, I thought, no, it isn't just me. Apparently, it is a very <laughs> British thing to do that. It's a very odd mannerism. Um, and there was, uh, some, some time ago, um, a linguist was talking about why Brits are perceived, and it is only a perception, but Brits are perceived as being more intelligent than Americans because of very basic linguistic misunderstandings. One being a, a word that we use very slightly differently to the way our American friends use it. If you say something to me and I say, right. Yes. What would you understand me to mean? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so okay. okay. I've yeah. heard I've just heard what you've said. Mm. I'm about to respond. Yes. <laughs> That's what I would hear. Yeah, it's a pretty <laughs> nondescript word, but right. It's a sort of filler. It's like yeah. it's like message received sort of thing. <laughs> um whereas um Americans use the word apparently uh when they are knowledgeable on the subject, right. Oh, you're so, communicating so, that you know and that you yes. confirm that that's true from your mm. like internal library of knowledge. Yes. So the fact that Brits say right all the time gives the impression that they're super knowledgeable and intelligent when it is, in fact, as you say, just a filler. Um, <laughs> that's and, really funny. It's sort of nice to come across as intelligent, I think. Um, yeah. Um, this was actually this this research. In fact, it was in the states. It was um, in New Jersey, and they published this in the Journal of Pragmatics. And it was talking about the distinctive uses of right in British and American English interaction. Um, and this was then published in the Jerusalem Post. I had no idea that so much. Yes, Jacqueline saying right means correct. Exactly. It's a very small thing, and yet yeah. it gives a completely different impression. Yeah, that's um, very funny. Yes, we use it just as a linguistic filler. It mm -hmm. just means I'm still with you. I'm paying yeah. attention. It's, it's <laughs> fun. Oh, um, Jacqueline says, I say seriously all the time. Well, I tell you what, children, as you say, they ha Sarah, they have they have an antenna when it comes to things that we use a lot. And in fact, yeah. um, they can be completely merciless. I never noticed the, the deputy head at my children's primary school had a slightly annoying verbal tick that I never noticed until my children did impressions of it. <laughs> and that was that they always, she always started a sentence with, uh, uh, girls. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. Oh my I never gosh. Until they did it. Like, I couldn't stop hearing it every time she opened her mouth. That's, definitely a teacher thing in that right. context, context that uh means um pay attention to me right. <laughs> i'm about like a, to tell you whether i approve or not <laughs> is it like the war it's like a warning shot yes yes it's the right. warning shot exactly <laughs> <laughs> children pick up on everything it is it is quite funny yeah. how they do well, that well, it was one of the things my father-in-law used to say as a teacher. He said, as a teacher, you perform before the most critical of audiences every yeah. single day. They notice 
everything. Houdini yeah. didn't like performing in front of children. So they they um they suspect nothing and notice everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually very difficult to be a magician because adults are very easy to misdirect. Um, yes. because they're looking for the they're looking for the trick, whereas children aren't, so they'll be like, You had that behind your ear. <laughs> uh, um definitely so the principal of the high school has a daughter who was in my homeland last year and I have her in my physics class this year and he complained that his daughter says seriously all the time now because of me <laughs> uh, of course he says congratulations all the time and it's not done um, to actually congratulate this uh, kind of sarcastic sarcastic so now every time he says congratulations I go seriously um yeah but to me, seriously, if somebody says something and I replied like that, I don't think I would do that often, but I would say it in a really sarcastic tone. Mm. It would well, always sound... sarcastic tone, seriously, or mm. I'd be saying, that's so bizarre, you yeah. know, how could well, is... say that or do that? <laughs> yeah, Philip is saying the American filler word is like or you know. Well, actually, we use like and you know quite a bit as well. Um, when I was at school and we learned elocution, um, we'd, we'd be talking and the teacher would actually, you'd, you'd get a minus mark every time you said, um, you know, yeah, or like. Yeah. <laughs> um, to try to, dis to discourage filler words. It's, oh, it's, it's making um... me so self-conscious now. <laughs> I can say in reply to you now. <laughs> You're not going to want to speak, are you? Just, uh, no. just sit there sort of smiling. Don't worry. My um, going down. <laughs> well, it, it was quite funny when uh, when Francesca started school. She had a reception class teacher who was a Kiwi. She was from New Zealand. Uh-huh, yeah. And I, I first noticed this. I hadn't met the... Um, I hadn't met the teacher yet. She was very new. It was that uh, my four-year-old, as she was then, kept coming home saying, awesome. <laughs> awesome. Because um, New Zealanders and, and Australians say awesome all the time. <laughs> um, awesome so. makes me think of the Lego movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a song, everything mm. is awesome. <laughs> Well, we have an alternative version of that. Everything's a product. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the uh, subliminal yes. message. I can't hear that very, very catchy song now without thinking of the alternative words. <laughs> it is 24 minutes past the hour. You are listening to The Early Show on this happy Friday with Fiorella de Maria and Sarah Taylor. If you've missed the show so far, never fear. You can get the whole of The Early Show as a podcast. Same day from crusademax.com. It's the Feast of St. Michael. It is also... National Coffee Day, uh, mm. National Veterans of Foreign Wars Day, and tomorrow it will be Mulled Cider Day. And since I am a West Country girl and very fond of cider, uh, even though it was the first thing I ever drank too much of, I think it's a day worth celebrating. Yes. We're also talking about mannerisms and... Uh, the King Dude saying, I can vouch for what Fiorella said about audiences and their expectations. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. It doesn't have to be children, does it, King Dude? Um, Denise, <laughs> so we tend to use many filler phrases. It's, it's very common part of our language, in fact. And the funny thing is, I discovered, um, I started learning British Sign Language. Yeah. Uh, at one point, I'm fascinated by sign language because it, it's such a different kind of language, you know, because it's, because it's nonverbal. And um, they have filler words, too. 
That is funny, isn't it? Yeah. yeah there's are things. There are things people, that deaf people, do with their hands when they're trying to think of the right sign, which are the same as you know, right, whatever. Um, like. Yeah. So it it, it translates that, that every language, including non-verbal languages, have filler words. Yes. There we go. Um, Jacqueline saying, my grandson loved that movie and he sings Everything is Awesome all the time. But his word is actually, he loves to start everything with actually. Oh, oh yes. That's actually. really funny. Yeah. Yes. I just remembered that my youngest sibling, he used to be, because he was the youngest of six children, he learned to be so emphatic in trying to get a word in edgeways among everybody. And he used to always begin with, well, well, and then he would get so excited that he would stutter it. Like, I'm getting my say, well, L, L, well, well, well. <laughs> it yeah. was really cute. He was like, I'm going to say something. Shut up. Listen. <laughs> yeah. um, well, yes, well, and but actually does come up a lot. A lot of, a lot of people say actually. I think you'll find actually... <laughs> to be honest, or oh, my least favourite, if I'm honest. Oh, if you know you you habitually lie, then do you? If I'm honest. Um, if I'm honest. Yeah. I um, think if I'm honest, maybe maybe it possibly means the gloves are coming off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm going to be I'm incredibly to be rude. Brutal. Yes. That fine line between being honest and being rude. <laughs> Yeah. King Dude is saying, right, many adults behave and, are, and act like children. Touche. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> Philip, you can tell your kids that all their statements sound like questions based on the inflection of their voices. Based on what I've heard of them on the Fiorella files, if you want to get them back. Do you know something that drives me crazy? <laughs> that's, that's very much a Generation Z thing. Though I think we did it yeah. a little bit as well. And the earth is like spherical. Yeah. It's like, can you make noticed, some certain statement, my friend? I noticed that in my friend's children as well. Mm. But I always think it sounds a little bit like cartoons. I didn't know if it was an Americanism, but if you watch cartoons on CBBS, they the mm. little characters talk with that kind of inflection. It's apparently um Australian. Oh, it's Australian. Origin, yeah. What's Louie? So that's yeah. the Australian thing. Yeah. Um, but it's also a sign of uncertainty. Um, that's why children tend to grow out of it. It's not really a very adult way to talk. It's very mm. sort of child and teenager. Like, you know, yeah. Um, it's, it's sort of needing... A... Confirm me, confirm me. Yes, exactly. It's, it's, need, it's the need for affirmation, isn't yeah. it? Um, okay, uh, Dr. Torres. Okay, what am I here to tease Fiorella Files about today? Oh, here we go. Pick your subject. Um, <laughs> so I've got to, I've got to um, read this one out. Um, Denise Sam is saying, weird or what? I had a dream. King Dude, you were a passenger in a car coming slowly up a street towards me in Doodlebug. You got out to talk to us. I think that's rather nice. I think that's a nice dream. Hopefully it was a nice dream, Denise. Yeah, my take it he wasn't about to run you over or something like that. It sounds like <laughs> it was sounds like it was friendly. Um, but anyway, um, much as I'm enjoying larking around, we do have, I said we've got a, a celebration of a small victory for freedom and justice in Britain. Yeah. We do. And that is, I've featured this story a lot in recent weeks and months. It's been dragging on, in fact, for pretty much a year now, I think. Um, and that is the case of Isabel Vaughan Spruce, the pro-life campaigner, the Catholic woman who um, 
was arrested because she might be praying inside her own head. Remember this case? She was standing in the vicinity within 150 metres of an abortion centre. A policeman was filmed coming up to her saying, what are you doing? And she said, well, physically, I'm just standing here. And he said, are you praying? And she said, I might be in my own head. And he said, you're under arrest. Um, the video then showed her being searched by a woman in rubber gloves um, and marched to the police car where she was then formally charged. She was arrested twice. On the first occasion, the magistrate threw out the case on the grounds that you couldn't provide enough evidence to prove it had happened, which is kind of the point. Uh -huh. uh, she was then arrested a second time and charges against her have been dropped. She has also received a police apology. Um, oh, good. I'm, yeah. uh, when I heard you say that, I just thought I'm not really keeping up with the news enough. But I had vaguely heard the story and I know her sister, actually, because England Hannah. is Catholic mafia. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yes, ha Hannah, and, the, and with a name like that, it tends to stand out. Indeed. Yes. Um, but I'm happy that she's received an apology because that's appropriate. Yeah, they said there would be no further investigation and no further action taken. The point is, though, they've apologised to her for the amount of time it took to close her second case. They didn't, as far as I know, apologise for interrogating her in the street as to what she was doing. Um, in her statement, Isabel welcomed the end of the investigation and the apology, but said that her case highlights the extremely harmful implications of what happened. What happened to me signals to others that they too could face arrest, interrogation, investigation and potential, potential prosecution if caught exercising their basic freedom of thought. Um, she is the director of March for Life UK. She has regularly prayed outside abortion facilities for nearly 20 years. Um, as she has pointed out, now that authorities have twice settled on the conclusion that silent prayer is not a crime, a conclusion all, also reached by the Home Secretary last week, I'm thankful to resume my practice of praying silently outside for women in crisis pregnancies. <laughs> there. Wow. So it seems that this is this is actually quite significant because... <sighs> The fact is, the police were acting on the law. You know, they were acting well within the bounds of the law. And if the cases are not going to be pursued, one's been thrown out, the police have said they will not be pursuing the other one further. It is really admission that the law is not fit for purpose. Yeah, I'm really, I have to apologise for my ignorance on the one hand. On the other hand, I'm your perfect partner to go over this again, but probably all the listeners know better than I do. But but which law in particular? What's what is the crime? Well, as um, Isabel pointed out, it's 2023, not 1984. So the idea of being prosecuted for a thought crime is a bit absurd. But um, I'll just um, I'll I'll in fact I'll recap the whole case because this has been going on for such a long time. Yeah. Um, or oh, Philip is saying with their accent, I think it's cute. Um, I I do you know I hadn't noticed until the King dude uh, pointed out. Um, how bear sounds to American ears. Paddington bear. How but, does it sound? Um, well, I don't know how you say bear in America, but it's obviously quite different because Natalia <laughs> says it all the time. Oh. Paddington bear. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, um, oh, here we go. King dude. 
Yes, don't worry, Jacqueline. I am ignoring Dr. Torres because I am a big girl and I'm not going to be baited by teasers. There we are. Um, King Dude is saying that's because reports of aloof, cold, calculating presence have been like greatly exagger like greatly exaggerated by certain chatters. <laughs> Maggie, so sorry we took so much of your time, but we aren't sorry for arresting you for praying inside your head near an abortion facility. I know, wow. right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's an American use of like, hmm, yeah. isn't that? Yeah. Weird? Okay, right. Hey, Listen, we've got to go to an ad break, but we will pick up on the story when we get back. So please stay tuned. You're listening to The Early Show with Fiorella De Maria and Sarah Taylor. A call-in telephone number is 844-527-8723. And the Crusader Stadium chat room is open for your commentary as well at crusadechannel.com forward slash chat. Do talk to me. Do join the conversation. The Early Show will continue in a few moments here on the Crusade Channel Live Talk Radio the way it should be. and insomniacs and those of you catching the show's rebroadcast at midday for those of you just joining us you are listening to the early show with your hostess from across the pond Fiorella de Maria and my wonderful guest Sarah Taylor our call-in telephone number is 844-527-8723 that's 844-527-8723 and the Crusader Stadium chat room is open for your commentary as well at crusadechannel.com forward slash chat do talk to me do join the conversation as you enjoy a delicious breakfast of coffee and mulled cider to celebrate the feast of saint michael sarah are you there yes here i am <laughs> it's um every day is coffee day for me i'm afraid <laughs> yes um it's my drug of choice first thing in the morning um, yeah it's, I keep saying I love coffee. Actually, I don't even like it very much, but I do need the caffeine hit first mm, thing in the morning. I really like it. I didn't used to like it until I was 18 years old and I went to work in Belgium for a year. And the Belgian family who I was with, uh, well, coffee was what they served. Coffee was what was on the table. So in the first week, I just thought I need to learn to like coffee. And it was uh, very successful. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Yes, most of us had a moment like that when we suddenly discovered yeah. everyone was drinking it. According to Dr. Torres, it's National Coffee Day, National Love People Day, and National Orange Shirt Day. I love you all. You're all wonderful. Um, why would anyone wear an orange shirt? Do you own an orange shirt? No, but I can tell you, Fiala, one would wear an orange shirt in Cambridge if one were part of the Dutch expat community um, celebrating, is it the Queen? I think it's the Queen, the, as in the Dutch Queen's birthday. 
they do that at Elsa's and they all come dressed in orange and they, I don't know what they do. They, they drink champagne and, you know, wear their orange shirts. <laughs> I see. Um, I say orange is one of the few colours I just cannot wear. I don't like it. And I'm afraid I completely associate it with Ulster Protestantism. Yes. Well, that's the link with the Netherlands. Yeah. William of Orange. The other yeah. reason you would wear an orange shirt would be you were supporting the Netherlands in the football, in the soccer. <laughs> Which I would never do. No, so, um, so you and I, in other words, no, I don't possess an orange shirt either. <laughs> yeah, so boo to the orange shirt, but hey, love people. Yeah, let's <laughs> love people. Well, I, I love people a lot more when I've had a coffee, it has to be said. Yes, that, that good combination, then yes. <laughs> Um, yes, but we, one of the stories we were talking about before we went to the ad break was Isabel Vaughan Spruce's long and exhausting trial by police investigation. And she has now had charges against her dropped, but it's worth re-examining this situation just to get some idea of exactly what has happened. Her Dr. Torres has described it as commandment four of the tyrannical antichrist state, thou shalt not pray in thine own head, well, lest quite. thou spend the night in the Grey Bar Hotel. No, wait, thou shalt not even pray as there is no God. Refer to commandment one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's. I was actually asking in all seriousness, and I, I apologise for my ignorance, but, you know, it's handy for radio. I, I honestly don't know which law she was being charged with. Yeah, well, yes, it's one of these absurd laws that's um, recently come in, um, which which I think it's it's worth looking at. But it's going to almost certainly have to be revisited. Um, Denise is saying, King Dude probably dreamed that because I so desperately want to go to Richmond, New Hampshire for the St. Benedict Conference. But alas, not going to happen. I've had I'd have had a chance to see family again in Rhode Island and Maine. Philip saying, Brian Kay is still sleeping, so I'll put him. He's a profligate, you know, user. Some FFFs, <laughs> I find myself arguing with him in my head saying, no, I don't know. That's why I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Dr. Torres is putting down the coffee cup. Thank you. Like the picture. Uh, yes, Maggie saying, uh, yes, he does say, you know, quite often. Um, Oh, I see. Does the orange shirt have a specific meaning? I'm looking. Um, I'm looking at Dr. Torres's comment. National Gay Men's HIV AIDS Awareness Day. I thought the colour of AIDS awareness was red. Um, okay, headline. So maybe that's separate from Orange Shirt Day. Mm. Oh, Maggie's just put a story in the chat room. It's so upsetting. I couldn't even bring myself to mention it. The, oh, the tree. Yeah. The tree. Hadrian's Wall. I mean, a boy has been arrested. A 16-year-old boy has been arrested after a 200-year-old tree was cut down yeah. in a pure act of violence, uh, about violence and vandalism near Hadrian's Wall. It's an iconic tree. And a 16-year-old yeah. boy thought it would be hilariously funny to cut it down. 200 years it stood there, minding its own business. I mean, and as Maggie's saying, why would anyone do this? And I just I don't get how anybody could be so selfish so vindictive so brainless it's just it's uh, kind of it's the definition of vandalism really isn't it yeah. just pure negativity mm, i mean vandalism vandalism is pointless and in in, in in all its manifestations i mean why, why throw a brick through a window why graffiti a statue i mean it's it's always pointless but this is just this isn't something like, you know, you could possibly clean off the marker yes, pen. Yes, you can't clean it up, I know. This it's is, very 
horrible. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's horrendous. Um, and there's the tree featured in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. When I was a child, Purella, I was obsessed by that film. It wasn't just me. It was because I was at boarding school. Mm. And my entire year group were obsessed by the film of Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Um, we <laughs> Everything I do, the, the song. Uh, yes, we basically could recite that entire film, start to yeah. finish. Um, but I remember my dad teasing me about why on earth would I like that film and just really ripping, you know, like <laughs> ripping into it. And he said, yes, for one thing, he lands back from the Crusades and, and lands at Hadrian's Wall. Of course he does. Which is yes, exactly where you'd be, yeah. Um. <laughs> it's the opposite end of England, just for for information. <laughs> um, Maggie's asked, it was a local, It's. it seems to me, I just had a quick look at the article, it seems to me that it was um, someone from the region anyway. Um, it's just, okay. it beggars belief. Um, Dr. Sorrell said, he should say, as George Washington is reported to have said to his father, I did not cut down the cherry tree, father. Um I don't know what's going to happen to that that boy. I mean, vandalism, it's... I, I actually don't know what sentence he will get for that because vandalism itself isn't a particularly serious offence, but this is so serious in terms of the ecological implications. This is a you know very old, iconic tree. I just... Um, I, I, yes, my words fail well, me. I just say the fact that he's 16... Yeah. Yeah, not, not that that makes it okay, but he's he's a child still in the eyes of the law and in terms of his uh, development and whatnot. I was more thinking, I don't know what's going to happen to him, like in his life. If you're that destructive, and, mm. and, and, and well, destructive for no reason at the age of sixteen, which is such a crucial age, yeah, it, you need really a small miracle to turn you into a productive, happy adult. Mm. But well, miracles do happen. But you know, sixteen isn't a baby either. He is the age okay. of criminal. He's the age of criminal responsibility, yeah. so he will face trial, albeit in a juvenile court. Um, and you know, this isn't. You know, if he was sort of a thirteen-year-old, I might have thought, "Oh, come on!" You know, where where were his parents? He's sixteen. He's old enough to get married. Yeah. Um, God help yeah. us. Um, but yes, uh, but no, it was just, it was terrible. You know, people woke up this morning to this news and it was just, but why would you do that? Um, yeah. But yes, getting back to um, Isabel Vaughan Spruce, um, let's just wind the clock back. It started off with a, a borough council in Bournemouth, as it were, down in the south of England, putting up um, antisocial behaviour signs all around the area surrounding an abortion facility stating that it was an offence, it was not permitted to pray, to read from scripture, to sprinkle holy water, to cross yourself, to genuflect, to um, exhibit rosary beads, all different aspects of Catholic prayer, funnily enough. So Bournemouth Council defined those things as being antisocial behaviour. Yes, they specifically banned those things. There was a great big long list in a sign. There was there was nothing ambiguous about this, including yeah. praying silently. Um, praying and it silently was, is antisocial behaviour. Yeah. I mean, yeah, where does that end? Um, and this is, they were not the first council to 
put up these so-called buffer zones. And following this, the law then changed. Um, I'll give you the exact wording. Um, hang on a second. It was, um, it stated that, uh, just a minute, um, that it was illegal to do anything. This was in March. Uh, the Parliament passed legislation establishing a 500-foot buffer zone around every abortion facility in the country, within which protesters could not undertake any activity that might influence a person's decision, um, including silent prayer. So this is where, when the policeman went up and asked Isabel Bourne Spruce what she was doing and then arrested her for saying she might be praying, he was in fact acting within the law because the law specifically stated that silent prayer was illegal. And the magistrate also correctly stated that you can never prove that. So it's yes. from the beginning an unworkable law, quite aside from the justice or mm. otherwise. Now, it's last unworkable week, because it's unprovable. Yeah. You can't now, ban people from praying. It's, it's an absurd. It's, it's an absurd situation. It makes absolutely no sense. But in yeah. that time, Isabel von Spruce was filmed being arrested, and it was absolutely. It was. It was a horrible video. It went viral all over the world. Um, a Catholic priest called Father Sean Goff was also arrested because. Um, he, he was also praying. He said, I pray wherever I go inside my head for the people around me. How can it be a crime for a priest to pray? Yes. Another man was facing a fine for praying silently. In This was in Bournemouth, which seems to be particularly aggressive. Now, Suella Braverman, the Home Secretary, last week sent a letter to the Chief Constables of England and Wales saying... It's worth remembering that silent prayer in itself is not unlawful. Well, uh, is it lawful or is it unlawful? You know, and so this is this needs, a U-turn? Yeah, it needs to be clarified. So it shouldn't have you, it shouldn't have been legislated in the first place. Uh, oh, gosh, I, I'm a little bit ignorant. I don't follow all these ins and outs. But thank you for explaining, Fiona. I knew the headline story that she had been arrested mm. for praying. Yeah. And, you know, for, mm. for many of for many of us, it was it was the shock of the fact that for the first time since penal times, it was hello and welcome to another episode of Frying with place. Tommy. It's yeah. that time of the year again. You could be arrested for carrying no, rosary beads. You could be arrested season. for praying even in your own season. head. You no know, Halloween party um, is complete without some pulled chupacabra. What do you mean you've never had chupacabra before? Don't um, worry, yeah, neither had I. Until I, I was hanging out with my friend Lou the Rougarou. One night, many moons ago, I was hanging out on his back porch when all of a sudden a chupacabra walked onto his backyard. He looked at me. Hey, dude, have you ever had some chupacabra before? And of course I told him, I've never had chupacabra, that's the first chupacabra I've ever seen. Like second class a few minutes later, lose back, I, I seen him add some uh, salt my, and my pepper, that's so, when I gave um, him that eye. So are you really just going to do just really salt and pepper? 
There goes what else I'm going to add. Now I whipped out that bottle of Mike Church's beast and butt rub out of my fanny pack of freedom. And I told Lou, I said, this secret blend of sugar, herbs, and spice makes everything taste heavenly. So Lou started pouring until his ancestors told him to stop. And about an hour or two later, we both bit into that pulled chupacabra taco. Oh, man. So take it from me and my friend Lou the Rougarou. Ditch the pumpkin spice. Go to shop. Mikechurch.com. Get you a bottle of the Beast and Butler. That's shop.mikechurch.com. The Crusade Channel On Demand presents the Deliver Us From Evil tapes. The series featuring former NYPD Sergeant Ralph Sarchi. The story that we're going to speak about actually starts on Wednesday, November 13th, 1974. When Ronald Butch DeFeo shot and killed six family members while they slept in their beds. The Deliver Us From Evil tapes. The series featuring Ralph Sachi. Real life stories of the battle against the underworld, demons, and the people they prowl the world looking to ruin. Exclusively on the Crusade Channel. Listen or download the Deliver Us From Evil tapes, Piercing Truth, the Mike Church Show compilations, Mike's feature recordings, and hundreds of other titles in the Crusade Channel On Demand store at crusadechannel.com. From JFK to Fulton Sheen to Ronald Reagan and Donald Trump, the greatest speeches of modern times are now playing, remastered in crystal clear stereo at crusademax.com. Hey Crusaders, it's the King Dude announcing the Founders Trading Post Trading Points Rewards Program. We want to reward you for your loyalty. Here's how it works. You earn trading points with every product purchase. Plus, you can earn optional points for your first order or even signing up for a new account. You can also earn bonus points for spending 100 bucks or 200 bucks or more. You also get bonus points for leaving a product review or shopping during special promotion. Best of all, sign up is easy. If you already have a Founders Pass account, you're already signed up. If you don't, there is great news for you. You sign up today, we'll give you 500 bonus points. The Founders Trading Post, Trading Points Rewards Program. It's our way of saying thank you for shopping with us and not the rainbow flag waivers at Amazon or eBay. Get started today by logging into your account at MikeChurch.com forward slash shop. This is a pixel. I'm Groot. Now, if you put a couple of million of these dudes together, you can make a sentence on an LED screen. Put a couple billion of them together, and you can make a whole page. Put a hundred and sixty billion of them together, and you've got Nina Gaynor's A Garden for Mary Children's Book. But it doesn't, uh, it doesn't smell like a book. And it'll burn teeny little holes in your kid's teeny little corneas. So is the pixel really their friend? I'm Groot. That's right, Groot. No. But the Founders Trading Post is their friend. And we have actual books with actual kind of kid-smelly pages and pictures, because kids like them pictures. Plus, our little bookstore has everything the kids' parents expect. I'm Groot. Yep, we got the Beast and Butt Rubs, but nope, there is no Helen Ready played here. Pick up a copy of Garden for Mary, plus dozens of other Catholic children's books titles at shop.mychurch.com. Happy fall, y'all. Hi, I'm Barbara Dooley, and it's that time of year again. 
football is starting, the leaves are falling, pumpkin spice and everything nice. And you know what that means. It's the perfect time to trade in your vehicle and purchase a new one from my friends at Bulldog Kia. During Bulldog Kia's year-end kickoff sales event, get a brand new 2024 Kia Telluride or an all-new 2024 Kia Sportage, both with sharp new styling and plenty of advanced features. And when you shop at Bulldog Kia, you can get your new Kia delivered straight to your driveway with their free home delivery service. Buying from Bulldog Kia just makes sense. So visit them online at bulldogkia.com. And remember, we'll see ya at Bulldog Kia. Must take delivery by October 31st, 2023. Free home delivery up to 150 miles. Dealer retains all incentives and rebates. See dealer for details. We all have our least favorite cliches, but for this Southern girl, it's beauty is in the eye of the beholder. What? What? That's like saying that chicken is as tasty grilled as it is Southern fried. Please. One of my favorite things to see beauty in are rosaries. I just love the combination of colors, material, or the simple beauty of the tri-bead. Well, for these Southern eyes, there is no finer maker of rosaries than the Little Bayou Rosary. Started by my friend and yours, Maggie O'Connell. The rosary has a beautiful rosary handmade in Louisiana just for you. And each one is a unique, beautiful work of art. We have an almost unlimited variety of styles, color combos, and patron saint inspired rosaries. To order, go to mikechurch.com forward slash rosary and view our current original designs. Available only in the Founders Trading Post at mikechurch.com forward slash rosary or call us at 844-527-8723. The Crusade Channel is all new and has over 1,000 episodes of The Lone Ranger. Yeah, that Lone Ranger. Catch them live at 9 p.m. East or binge stream them all at crusadechannel.com. Talk radio the way it should be. The Veritas Radio Network is guaranteed the right to offend, annoy, agitate, shout, heresy, and entertain. You can start programming right now. Kind of like the cultural sewage served up on Bravo or CMT, only it's on 24 hours a day. Except Sundays. When the truth gets you angry and you throw your smartphone, remember, no one is forcing you to listen to the truth on the Veritas Radio Network. You can't handle the truth! You're doing that of your own. That's what makes this country great and any gay marriage pointless. That's offensive. So there isn't much you can do about it, Chotterhead. I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. Grab a book, take a vow, and conform your mind to reality. Otherwise, you're just another Judas-inspired Karl Marx wannabe. And your children will steal your credit card number to buy tickets to the Miley Cyrus Twerkers Ball. I came in like a wrecking Are you ready? Let's get it on. On the Veritas Radio Network's Crusade. Now that Hillary is gone, the Mike Church Show wanted to perform a public service and remind listeners of what we were almost stuck with as a president. (laughs) I hate you! Can't take it anymore! Yes, I want to kill you! I hate your guts! You hate my guts! Out of here. I'm coming. I want my money right now. The arrangement is over. No kidding. No kidding. And I still get my money. I need some cash right now. You can't just put me in the street. And that was before Bill was busted. 
Monica, Paula, you, you get the picture. The Mike Church Show, protecting audiences from Mrs. Clinton since 1992. Heard exclusively here on the Veritas Radio Network's Crusade Channel. You can be a policeman today, certainly in I Britain. Mean, this is, you know, it's a, it's a genuine dilemma and I think really not a good thing because as Christians, we're called to be salt of the earth. Some people are called to be, you know, in a contemplative community or a religious community, but most of us live in the world like salt. And so it's really not a good situation where we feel if we're Catholic or Christian, we can't participate in this part of society, we can't participate in that. As you say, it's sort of going back to penal times that we feel that we're forced to exclude ourselves. Um, well, this is my feeling exactly, that it's become, there, there is a concerted effort, I think, being made to squeeze Catholics out of public life. Mm. Um, I mean, 20 years ago, I was reading articles in left-wing newspapers, I'm thinking of The Guardian, stating, you know, journalists argued that Catholics should be barred from public life. Yeah. That, you know, their their views are clearly so, their loyalties were so suspect and their ethics were so different that clearly they could not be trusted. People like Matthew Paris. Oh, um, well, he's known for that. Mm -mm. Um, you know, on, I um, want to say again, on the positive side, the reason when people get so worked up and actually bring these things to law, it's because they're really worried. If we, I mean, we Catholics, if we were all super lukewarm, didn't really know anything about the faith, sometimes went to church occasionally to smile at each other and feel good. You know, if that's what there was of the church, everybody would be very happy. They could rant and say Catholics are awful, but they wouldn't feel the need to take any action. Again, it's a bit of a backhanded compliment. I do think that there's a lot of positive, well, let's say there's like spiritual battle here, you know, but mm. there's battle and that's a good thing. Yeah. And I must say that it took me a very long time to appreciate that this is first and foremost a spiritual battle. Yeah. Um, and this what has been happening, what I've seen happening to people like Isabel um, really has brought that home. Denise, and that's such a beautiful picture of the sun rising. That's truly lovely. Um, thank you. Of course, it's been sunrise for a little while. I was swimming this morning, by the way, Sarah. Oh, how lovely. Yeah. While the children were skating. Oh, Denise, that's the moon. I thought that was sunrise. Wow. Gosh, that the moon looks... is orange. It looks orange in the picture. That's incredible. How beautiful. Um, Dr. Torres, oh no, I knew you'd do this Spam. to me. Spam fritters. No, 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 no. <laughs> Take them away. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. No, it's all going to happen now. Here we go. Anyway, Dr. Torres, it's Friday. <laughs> Yeah, naughty, naughty, you weren't really eating Spam fritters for breakfast. Mind you, that probably proves there is no actual meat in it, doesn't it? Mm. It's, it's, it's so, yes, Spam, so meat-free that Catholics can eat it on a Friday. Um, what is it? <laughs> Philip, what is it? Oh, curried goat. Oh, we had that cooked at my workplace once. It was, um, it was surprisingly nice. I had just never eaten goat, I have to say, <laughs> as a meat. I've never, I'd never eaten goat. I was... I was up at, again, a competition, a skating competition um, 
back uh, back in February, and we were going around this the night before looking for somewhere to eat, and there was a Jamaican restaurant which, and their speciality was goat stew and goat curry, um, and. We were tempted, but then we thought maybe trying a new food the night before a competition isn't a great idea. Um, yes, that was you know, a good choice. <laughs> it can, uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, Jacqueline is saying uh, it's been raining for four days now, no sunrise for us, but that's good since I drive east in the morning on my way to school. Wow, four days of rain. Oh, Philip, that was lunch yesterday. Okay, lovely. Well, yes, the garden will appreciate it. The trees will like it. <laughs> yes. And you have trees. Oh, the lovely tree has been cut down. Another story yeah. we've been discussing is the Sycamore Gap tree has been cut down by a 16-year-old who has been arrested for vandalism. Oh. It's just, it, it is an outrage. Well, actually, yesterday dinner, I cooked at food. We've got to talk about food. Um, my children are really into anime and things like that at the moment. So yeah. we had um, we had a Japanese meal. Noodles. Oh, how lovely. Yes. Creamy noodles, fried chicken, uh, broccoli and other vegetables and a fried egg on the top. How lovely. Um, that's yes, you're quite right, Fiola. We're moving on to our food slots. Yes. A <laughs> very comfortable subject. Now that we've dealt with you know, the death of the death of freedom of thought in Britain and or possible or the possible resurrection of freedom of thought in Britain and yes. um, and why I wouldn't be seen dead in an orange shirt and all of that. Um, just a little reminder I am away Monday and Tuesday next week. Joe Clovis has very kindly agreed to fill in. I was going to be away on Wednesday, but I will, in fact, be back for the show on Wednesday because my hospital appointment has been cancelled because Strike Britain is cancelling everything. <sighs> there we go. There we are. Everything is fine. Yes. Um, in fact, someone was saying in the chat room about trees being cut down, that trees to... Oh, yes, um... Philip is saying, I'm at an age where trees I've grown up with that were big when I was born are now dangerously large. They're being cut down before they damage buildings. Mm -hmm. I think I'd rather see them damage property. It makes me sad to see them go. Yeah, um, that is sad. Um, I love a tree, but yes, close to a building, it destroys the foundations, doesn't it? Um, oh, spam musubi is a Japanese meal. Uh, not sure it says well there we go all right so i could i could cook that for my children and that would be okay um, <laughs> seriously dr torres <laughs> well um practicing talking. my american responses fillers seriously right um right tolkien J.R.R. tolkien famously was a great lover of trees um he yeah. felt Yes. I think you can tell by his writing. You know the way he writes about trees in The Lord of the Rings? Yeah, exactly. The end. They, like, they, they have spirits and yeah, yeah. and they're good yeah. as well. They're on the good side. They're old and wise. Though yeah. apparently, the I can't remember what the name of the tree m man in Lord of, the, Lord of the Rings, whatever his name is, um, who befriend, where well, he captures. Is it Tom Bombadillo? It's, it's later on. Okay. It's quite near the end. He's, he captures two of the hobbits and they have to persuade him to help them. Oh, um, yes. And then all the trees come on their side. Yes, I need to yes. read that big. <laughs> um, and there's a, there's a scene where he says, some of these trees were my friends. Um, but he has this sort of very lumbering way of talking very slowly. Hum, and, hum. and apparently that was C.S. Lewis. Oh, how funny. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's what well, he was thinking. Yeah. 
C.S. Lewis, another lover of trees, or they feature heavily in the Narnia. Oh, Treebeard, Lady Bellarmine. Thank you. His name is Treebeard. Treebeard, yeah. Yes, that's it. Um, Treebeard or Fangorn in... Okay, right. Fangorn, yes. Gandalf calls him Fangorn, doesn't he? Yes, I do remember Treebeard. Thank you. Um, Yes, Jacqueline is saying another reason to not have socialised medicine, doctors can go on strike. Um, you just said that seriously right. <laughs> oh. Yes, it's just, oh gosh, it's exhausting. The, the funny thing is I'm curious because I know my consultant does private and NHS work and yeah. I don't imagine he'll be walking out of his private practice somehow. No. Um, uh. I don't know quite the way it works, but yes, it's a bit of a nuisance, but there we go. Um Jacqueline is saying my students are asking yesterday were asking yesterday when they're going to be able to talk to you on Skype. Unfortunately, I still do not have internet in my classroom. As soon as you have internet in your classroom, Jacqueline, I'll be delighted to talk to them. We'll have to sort this out. I'm That's lovely. That's yeah. a nice idea. I feel yes, like I so many happy things happen in Jacqueline's classroom just from hearing about them secondhand. <laughs> yes, wouldn't you have loved to have been in Jacqueline's classroom? I would have. The poetry, it sounds so lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and of course, I will have a book about Father Willie Doyle coming out in the spring um, to add to Maximilian Colby and, um, and Hugh O'Flaherty. Uh, in fact, I was saying to um, Father Hogan that I feel that I'd, I'll be sort of, mm. I'll be, I'll be entitled. It sounds like someone sitting on a whoopee cushion. What was that? Did you did you hear something? I think it could have been my phone. <laughs> um, oh, was your phone vibrating? Okay, so you you weren't sitting on a whoopee cushion or, or worse. No, okay, that's fine. Um, <laughs> um, and it wasn't anything worse either. Okay. Thinking, I have to. I have to claim honorary Irish nationality at the rate I'm going. Um, Maggie, say, what a treat it would be to have Fiorella Files speak to the class. Oh, I didn't have anything that cool happen when I was in school. Do you know when we were in school? I don't remember Sarah sort of having things like author visits and stuff like that. They're very in these days, having sort of outsiders come to class to talk about their work and things. Yes, and I, I think it's a lovely thing when people, when adults do that. Um, and I don't really remember it happening when I was young either. Mm, I think maybe it's a more recent, because my children have had it a lot when they've been in school. Um, the only thing I do remember is the local Bobby coming in, the local policeman coming to talk to the children, because it was slightly embarrassing, but I went to a slightly rough primary school where a significant number of the daddies of the children were doing time at Her Majesty's pleasure. Um, oh, and um, so it was quite, the, the police did this did, did kind of um, charm offensives with the children, saying, we're on your side. We're on your, I know you saw your daddy being marched out in handcuffs, cuffs by a, um, a van load of armed police but we're on your side <laughs> yes um philip saying jacqueline's classroom gives me panic attacks the thought of having to memorize poetry is terrifying for me at that age uh oh. but philip you didn't have jacqueline for a teacher i absolutely i, I, I bet they love it <laughs> yes mike i am mike good morning mike then you see, if I don't send you an order, Mike, you don't answer. Mike, are you there? <laughs> He's fled. Uh, Philip is saying, I feel I would have been disruptive and kicked out. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, don't worry. You probably, you know, it probably wouldn't have been that bad. When um, when I first started, when I had my first 
proper job. I, it was, in fact, not my first job, my first permanent job working for a pro-life organisation. My boss was a former teacher. Um, and after one particularly hilarious meeting where just everything had sort of gone awry about as much as it could do, I apologised for having started the giggles that had created this situation. And he just said, do you know something? I would have been kicking you out of my class all the time. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's okay now, but I would have been sending you, you would have spent a lot of time standing outside that door. <laughs> Actually, Fiorella, you do have quite an infectious giggle and so do your daughters. When hilarity seizes you, it's like, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <We're off. laughs> all, all my children have exactly the same thing and it definitely comes from me. In fact, the boys have it too. Yeah. And um, Nicholas was saying the other day that he, because he doesn't, he used to be an altar server and oh, he yeah. hasn't done it for quite a long time now. And I said, you know, is there a problem? He said, yes, I have this horror that it'll be some really quiet moment and some really funny thought will just randomly come into my head and I'll start laughing. Yeah, well, that's sort of sweet in a way. Um, it shows he takes it seriously. And we've all had those moments, haven't we? Mm. I, I think the first time I went to a funeral when I was a teenager, I, I, I could barely concentrate on the funeral because I was having that fear the whole way through. Mm. Just a fear that I would inappropriately laugh and it was a funeral and that would be so awful. Yeah. And, and sometimes it's just, you know, you can't explain why it's funny. It's just... Yeah, because actually it's completely out of context and completely inappropriate, but it just comes into your head. And it is certainly true that when one person, particularly when you're a child, when one person starts laughing, um, I do remember that horror in class, the way if somebody giggled, it would just, everyone would fall apart. There was just something of it, it was like a kind of chain reaction. Yeah. Um, yes, there is in fact no uh, crosstalk today because there is still a bit of a computer issue. There was a computer issue at the beginning of the show. I don't know if anybody noticed, but the King Dude is sort of pulling wires out and bashing computer monitors with hammers and things like that. And, and I'm sure <laughs> it'll be fine. His way yes. of fixing it. It's probably just as good as mine, yeah. Mine is always turn it all off. Turn it all on. <laughs> Have you tried switching it off and on again? Yes. My very technical solution. Unplug it, yes, replug it. <laughs> it mostly works. My car came to a halt at one point for no obvious reason. And it's an automatic, so it wasn't stalling. And I phoned up my husband in a panic saying, the car's broken down, the car's broken down. And he went, Have you tried um switching it off and switching it on again? I was like, Don't be stupid. And I, t I turned the key, turned it again in the ignition, and it went broom. And it all oh. came to life. How did he know? How did he know? I think he's just so used to doing that with computers. He just thought, yeah. I tell you what, why don't we try it with the car and see what happens? Yes. Um, well, actually, yeah, the are. car is a big computer, partly now nowadays, isn't it? Well, it is, frankly. I mean, and that's, that's a mixed blessing. Um, yes. But we are going to have to, because there's going to be no, um, there's no, Crosstalk today, we are in fact going to have to leave you now. But thank you for joining the show, Sarah. It is always so wonderful to have you here on a, a Friday. I hope you'll be here with us next Friday. Thank you so much for having me, Fiorella, and uh, happy feast day and a happy Friday. Um, have a very blessed weekend, everyone, and I will see you all, speak to you all on Wednesday. Do say a little prayer, please, early Monday morning for... Uh, my daughter doing her competition. It's a competition over two days.
performance on Monday, performance on Tuesday. So it's a big deal. So lots of prayers, please, would be really, really welcome. But it is 19 minutes past the hour. It's been my absolute pleasure to bring you the early show all the way from autumnal England. Our call-in telephone number is 844-527-8723. That's 844-527-8723. And the Crusader Stadium chat room is open for your commentary and delicious pictures of food at crusadechannel.com forward slash chat. I will now leave you I hope, with the King Dude Mike Church himself, assuming he hasn't disappeared under coils of wire. Um, I'm sure everything is fine. You're listening to the Crusade Channel, live talk radio the way it should be.